February 2019. Zimbabwean living in Wales, Tepiwa Matui, 21, disappears off the streets of Swansea in the early hours of the morning. Almost two years on, the budding hip-hop artist is still missing and his friends and family miss him terribly. Where is Tappy and what happened to him? Sources for this episode include the BBC, ITV, Wales Online and themissingpeople.wordpress.com. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 56 of Unknown Passage, a podcast that tells the stories of those who have gone missing or been murdered or locked up or on the run abroad. So welcome back. Um, I'm kind of scaling back to one a week now. So a couple of people have reached out and said, where's the next episode? And I'm like, I've released like technically three episodes in the last like nine days. (laughs) Give me a break. I'm joking, but um, I'll be doing one or two a week from now on because I do have to focus on my other work, my paid work, obviously, um, like we all do. But I don't really have anything to get into before this episode, so I'm just going to dive into it and explain um, that it's a Patreon location request for Patron Penny. Now, when Penny sent me her, she sent me three options of places. Wales was the first one because she was born there and raised them. Um, And she gave me two other options because she thought Wales might be a bit difficult. And I thought I'll definitely have to rely on the two other options because there's no way I'll find one in Wales. Um, But sadly, I did find one in Wales. Um, Now, there are only 26 people missing in Wales at the moment, and most of them are from Wales. So I went through a news article that's up to date that listed all of the current people missing in Wales. And I I was really just looking to see if anyone looked like they weren't from Wales. Um, and I found a couple. Now, one of them has very little information. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out for a freedom of information request for information on her disappearance because I think that her disappearance needs coverage. Um, but the other one was um, Tapiwa Matui. Now, he stood out to me, obviously, because he does not look like he's from Wales. So I clicked into his profile and very quickly while looking him up, I realized that there's quite a lot of information. He got quite a lot of national attention in Wales at the time of his disappearance and really up until the end of 2019 last year. But Tapiwa, who went by the name Tappy, so I will refer to him as Tappy for the majority of this. He's been missing for almost two years in a country that really is um, really no less safe or more safe than anywhere else in the United Kingdom, like, you know, London, where I lived in the UK. And I just find it unbelievable um, that he's still missing and that someone didn't see something and neither can the authorities or his parents believe that. Now, Before I get into talking a bit about Tappy, I want to say I can't even get clarification on where or if Tappy was born in Zimbabwe, but I am covering him on this because many news sources refer to him as a quote-unquote Wales-based Zimbabwean, Um, so I assume that he was born in Zimbabwe. I know his father and mother were because I've heard them speak, Um, and I presume that he was either born in Wales or the UK or when he was very young, they came over. 
putting two and two together, I presume that the fact that the monster um, Robert Mugabe was in charge of Zimbabwe and everyone was living in poverty while he lived in the lap of luxury has something to do with that and how they ended up um, in the United Kingdom. So he is a immigrant to the UK and living in the country of Wales, which I was very familiar with. And it's also why I wanted to cover this because I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to cover Wales because I love all things Welsh. I love Welsh people. I will get into why I did not make it to Wales um, during this. So the UK has a very large immigrant population. And at one point, which would have been when Tappy was quite young, they did have very open borders um, where pretty, pretty much people were free to come and go as they wished. Not really the case anymore, as I know firsthand. So this is how I presume Tappy's family ended up in Wales. I have reached out to them. I have not heard back yet. I'm sure they want to talk about him. So I just want to say at the very beginning, if his mother or father or any of his friends happen to hear this, please get in touch if you'd like to come on and talk about Tappy um, and his disappearance and get a bit more awareness because there hasn't been much coverage in 2020 because COVID is the centre of the universe and no other illnesses exist. Um, no people are missing. Um, you know, the world is perfect except for COVID. So please get in touch if you want to speak. Now, also, I want to say something very peculiar that I noticed when I was researching this. When I saw the date that Tappy went missing in February of 2019, I thought, oh God, is that the day that John Johnson, who I covered on episode nine, went missing? John Johnson was the Welsh poker player who went missing while in Dublin in Ireland for a poker tournament. I'm not saying the two are connected. There's no way they are. I'm just saying that John Johnson went missing three days after Tappy um, in 2019. So I find that very interesting that I was drawn to this story. So let's get into Tapiwa Matui. So as I said, I really can't start this episode like I normally would with everyone else with the early years of Tapi, um, how he ended up in the UK, how his family did, because the few articles that are out there on him that are predominantly Welsh publications they don't go into his early years or anything like that. I think it's a bit sad. They could have at least asked a little bit about him to flesh him out as the human being that he is. Unfortunately, they have really focused on the details around his disappearance, which I guess makes quite a lot of sense. Now, there's only the only kind of glimpse into his personal life that there is out there is on him and his family's Facebooks, which I've had a look at. His dad posts quite a lot trying to jog people's memories and trying to get information on Tappy's disappearance. Um, and Tappy's Facebook is still up there and I'll get into it in a bit, but I had, I kind of enjoyed going through his Facebook. A lot of people have covered their Facebooks and Instagrams are still up um, and Tappy's is. And his Facebook up until he went missing, it just goes quiet when he goes missing. And it just made me so sad because I really enjoyed some of the things that he posted and it really shows that we're all human and we both have these weird little things that we're interested in. But unfortunately, they don't really give a lot away about his early years. I went through Tappy's Facebook as far back as I could and there's no real early photos of him other than him when he was young holding his little sister who's about 10 years younger than him. So I'll have to start this episode by skipping forward to Tapiwa at the time he disappeared. So Tipiwa Matui, he disappeared off the streets of Swansea, which is a 
a major city in the UK country of Wales. His full name is Tapiwa Russell Matui, which I find really interesting because it's such a traditional Zimbabwean name. And then you have Russell as his middle name. Um, At the time of his disappearance, he was a 21-year-old budding hip-hop artist whose Facebook is still live, as I said. And one of the things that stood out to me the most was that the little caption you can put at the top of your profile that introduces you to your audience, his reads, quote, star in the making, unquote, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. Now, Tapiwa, I think he was born on July 27th. It's not officially out there, but I can put two and two together because on his 22nd birthday, there was renewed interest in the case, which was six months after he went missing. And that was on July 27th. Now to describe Tappy, he's got very dark skin, um, very kind of traditional Zimbabwean, but he's quite a lot darker than his parents. So I found that really interesting. Um, He is a tall guy, very slim. Um, He's about six foot tall and his nickname was Tappy, as I said, and he's got dark kind of short hair. Um, And it makes sense the way that he dresses in his photos and his videos that he would be um, a hip hop artist in the making. And he's really a talented guy. So I'm just going to very quickly play you a clip from of Tappy's voice that I found on his Facebook and in it he's just kind of getting people to go to an event that's on. Oh, yo, it's your boy Young King. Join me at the Sabrox on my Bash Party Volume 2 at Club Savannah Swansea on the 18th of August. Make sure you turn up for filming life from your lit night. So as you can hear, Tappy introduces himself in that as Young King, which is his stage name, I suppose. He had quite a few collaborations. He released quite a number of singles. You can find them on Spotify, on his Facebook, um, a couple on YouTube. So his mother and father are still together. They're beautiful people. Tappy's such a stunning young guy. Um, and when you look at his parents, you can tell why. Um, they are still together. They're still a very strong unit. And Tappy, went at the time he went missing, his little sister was 10 and she has really struggled with his disappearance since. Now, thank you, Penny, because you've chosen... <laughs> a Welsh episode where Welsh, the language, is one of the most difficult in the world. And I also have to pronounce um, Zimbabwean names, which I'm probably going to do a complete injustice to these people. So I'm very sorry. Now, his father is Manya Radzi Zavada um, and his mother, her name is Nyengetarei, um, Mutavi Zavada. I think Zavada is like the family name. Um, I don't know how their names work in Zimbabwe. And you can tell that Tappy's got quite a British accent, not really Welsh. So I think he's been there for quite a long time. He's He speaks the way my ex-boyfriend, um, who was from Afghanistan, he'd lived in England since he was quite young, how him and his friends spoke. It's very street um British. I can't really describe it. It's like Wagwan and... Um, Oh, just, oh, oh, my D's is one of the ones they they say. Me and Mark say that to each other all the time now. So from what I can tell about his mum, she works for the NHS in Wales. And I'm really not sure about his dad, but they do look like wonderful people. And watching them speak, I really warm to them. And I'm going to play you a bit of his dad appealing for information about Tappy's disappearance in a little bit. 
Now, at the time of his disappearance, um, his father described their home situation as follows, quote, we are a very tight family network and we have enjoyed a lot of good times together. We know our son and we know what his character is like. I don't think it was him making this decision to say he doesn't want to be home. That's an impossibility, unquote. And his dad, just in general, describing Tappy, he said, quote, he was a very lovely kid. He was just a kind and lovely person. He brought a lot of joy, unquote. And from what I can see, I can I can get that. His friends said that he was very chill. Um, he usually settled, you know, arguments. He wouldn't, you know, keep them going. He was just a peacemaker. He was just a cool kid. Um, now, as I said, Tapiwa was very close to his little sister and he regularly picked her up from school because he was quite a lot older than her. Now, from Tappy's own Facebook, I get, you know, I can get a feeling of who he is. As I said, um, he loves music. He every, almost every post is hip hop music, particularly Drake. In one post, he calls Drake his hero. Um, he loves LeBron James. Um, he loves a good night out. He loves the ladies and he loves funny viral videos. <laughs> and one of them he had posted with about a million laughing emojis was one of Gemma Collins, um, from Towie. The only way is Essex, who is insufferable. Um, her presenting an award at an awards night and falling off the stage as she does it. <laughs> and I think Tappy felt the same way about Gemma Collins that um, we all do. So his first solo track was called Adore. Um, and his stage name, as I said, for himself is Young King, but he'd done quite a lot of collaborations. For instance, him and his friend Mac um, had combined together and done Young Mac and Young or Mac and King. Now I'm just going to play you an excerpt of his first song, um, one of the first ones that he released with Mac, um, sorry, his first solo track. And this one is called Adore. So I'm playing that just because um, Tappy put a lot of his effort into promoting his music. He's been missing for almost two years and all of his profiles have obviously just gone silent. Um, and I just wanted to kind of put out his music for him a little bit. Now, his family lived in the neighbourhood of Lamsamlet. Welsh is very hard. I'll play you as excerpt of that when I get into Wales in a second. Um, and one of his captions, he had recently graduated from the University of Wales, Trinity St. David. He had graduated with a degree in IT from there and he had put up 
a number of graduation photos. Um, the caption of one of them was, swapped my crown for a cap and gown, unquote. Um, and despite that, his kind of trade being in IT and what he was interested in. Um, and I kind of get that. I think he would have probably gone into audio engineering because that song that I just played you, he had mixed and mastered that himself. His primary passion was music and obviously music production. So this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about Wales because I do on every episode, I want you to kind of learn a little bit about different places. I'm going to talk about Wales a bit and then I'm going to talk about Swansea where um, Tappy was living and had lived for pretty much his entire time that he was in the UK. So Wales makes up part of the United Kingdom. So if you look at a map, it sits to the west of England, kind of on southern England. So I lived in the south of England in Oxford and Cardiff was a just over, I think it was about an hour and a quarter from Oxford Station to Cardiff Station, which is the capital of Wales. It's southern Wales. North Wales is where they have a huge number of national parks, which I'll get into in a minute. So I have a really good friend, Hayley, who lives in, she lives in Barrie, which is kind of made fun of by a lot of people outside of Wales because um, it's in the show Gavin and Stacey. Um, they say Barrie Island because their accent's really cool. It's very sing-song. Um, and I, when I lived in Oxford, was on my way to Wales. I had met her in Cambodia when I moved over there. First thing I wanted to do was see Hayley. And I got on the train and um, I had a medical kind of situation where I had to get off the train about 20 minutes later. So <laughs> I never made it to Wales and I didn't after that and I really regret it. My friend Amy and I were always talking about going to North Wales. She loves North Wales. North Wales is where the famous um, National Park Snowdonia is and you... It's a very touristy area. My mum has gone up Mount Snowdon, which is the largest peak there. Um, so, yeah, but the major cities are kind of in the south. Now, Wales has three national parks and these national parks cover about 20% of the country's land mass. To the west of Wales, so England is to the east, to the west is the Irish Sea. And then if you cross that, you've got Ireland. The capital, you can also get... Um, the ferry from Holyhead in Wales to Dublin. Um, that's a kind of popular way that people do it. Now, the capital of Wales, as I said, is Cardiff. Cardiff is a very popular city. A lot of people I knew in, in Oxford used to go to Cardiff for a night out. And that reminded me when I wrote that down, um, did anyone watch the Welsh version of Geordie Shaw? It was called The Valleys that only ran for a couple of seasons about maybe seven years ago. I was obsessed with the valleys. The language is Welsh and the accent, as I said, is very, it's very um, sing-songy. It's very up and down, up and down. Um, and I absolutely love it. Now, Welsh is one of the most difficult languages in the world to learn. It's also one of the oldest living languages in the world. It's almost 4,000 years old, the Welsh language. And parts in particular of North Wales, um, according to a couple of my friends who are very familiar with Wales, who were from England, um, they said there's parts, little tiny towns in the north of Wales that still only speak Welsh and don't like people speaking English. Um, this is kind of their last, the last stronghold against the British or the English totally invading um, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, etc. Um, the Welsh language, if you look at it, pictures of it, there's very few 
nouns <laughs> and there's a lot of consonants and they have a lot of L's together and G's together and W's together. <laughs> That's all I can kind of say um, and describe it. I used to work in a pub when I was in England, um, one of the first jobs I had, and we had a lot of Welsh workers that used to come to my part of England in Oxford. They kind of take on workers from other parts of the UK who come and stay there for like a week. They stay in a local bed and breakfast and do work. We had a lot of Welsh ones come through. Um, and one of them used to always call me Cariad, which is darling in Welsh, which I absolutely love. Um, so the Welsh population, English is the official language and Welsh, but only 21% of the entire Welsh population can speak Welsh. But a few years ago, or probably 10 or 20 years ago, there was a big fear that the Welsh language would die out because the younger people were not learning it. But actually 21% now is a lot higher than it was a couple of decades ago. So people are going out of their way to learn the Welsh language so that it doesn't die off, which I think is incredibly important. Now, there are more um, castles in Wales than any other country in Europe, which is unbelievable but true considering you'd think that Germany would have the most. Um, now the population of Wales is just over 3 million people and the country spans 20,779 square kilometres which is just over 8,000 square miles. Despite football being huge in England to the east, um, rugby in Wales is the major sport. Rugby is huge. Now, Wales weather would be perfect for me. It never gets particularly hot. In summer, it's around 20 degrees Celsius top um, or 68 Fahrenheit. And it's very cold and wintry, obviously, in the winter. Um, average temperature is about 6 degrees Celsius or 43 degrees Fahrenheit in winter. Now, there are six major cities in Wales. These are Cardiff, Newport, Swansea, Bangor, St. David's and St. Asaph. Um, so from London, which is probably, you know, one of the most visited cities in the world and the capital of England, to Cardiff, the capital, it's just about two hours. It's very easy to get around places in the UK. You can be in a completely different country um, in, you know, an hour or two. And many of my friends in England actually went to the University of Glamorgan, I believe, which is the county that um, Swansea, where we're talking about where Tappy went missing, actually falls into. A lot of English students go to the university in Wales. About 10 million visitors a year visit Wales and 1 million of them are international visitors. So the rest are from Great Britain or the UK. Now, some famous people from Wales. I thought I would include this because... Um, when someone's famous from Wales, like if someone's famous from Australia, they kind of become a national hero. So some famous people off the top of my head, and then I looked up a list to kind of top it up. Tom Jones, um, What's New Pussycat? Catherine Zeta-Jones is from Swansea, which is where Tappy went missing from. Dylan Thomas, who was a Welsh poet, made famous kind of to Americans by the movie The Edge of Love, which I highly recommend. Matthew Rhys played him in the movie. He is Welsh. Richie Edwards from The Manic Street Preachers, which was someone that I kind of wanted to do for this episode, but then I thought it didn't really make sense because he's Welsh and he went missing in Wales. Roald Dahl, the famous children's author, which kind of everyone knows. Anthony, Hopkl <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, um, Hannibal Lecter. 
Luke Evans, mm. Charlotte Church, um, James Bond, ex-James Bond, Timothy Dalton, um, Paula Yates, who destroyed Michael Hutchins and Bob Geldof's lives, um, Richard Burton, who very famously was married to Elizabeth Taylor twice, my man, Ewan Grufford, go and watch the show Liar. Um, it's amazing. It came out a couple of years ago, but I thought I'd throw that in. Christian Bale, I th- always thought was Welsh. He was actually just born there. Um, and the show Gavin and Stacey made Wales quite popular. And it has been taken off in Little Britain by the character Dafford, which is kind of the Welsh name for David. And Dafford, if anyone's watched Little Britain, is the only gay in the village. Now, Gavin and Stacey... For some reason, whenever I talked about my Welsh friend at work, um, my work colleagues in England would say, whose court is that jacket? Which might only make sense to Welsh people. (laughs) Now, Wales is home to one of the funniest places in the world. It is the longest place name in the world. I cannot say it for you. Um, I don't, I'd be here forever. Um, It has, I can't even guess, I think about 60 or 70 letters um, in it. My mother has a picture in her 20s standing at the train station in front of the sign that says this place name. And it takes up pretty much the entire station platform. So I'm going to play you a local pronouncing this name now. Anybody? Yes, so that's a real place name and that is taken from a little documentary that I've actually seen before because I love this place. Um, On this place, I don't know how to tell you to look it up. Just start writing (laughs) L-L-A-N-F-A-I-R and it might give it to you. It's on the YouTube channel Great Big Story um, and it's got about 4 million views. It's just a little short documentary about the town. It's in North Wales and most people there speak Welsh primarily Um, and to say that name is pretty much everyone who lives in the town can say it. Um, but I think it's got 56 letters and it takes like 30 seconds to say. (laughs) So on with the show. Just in case you're wondering, the name of that town, um, which is Landfair, um, is, it means St. Mary's Church in the hollow of the White Hazel near the Rapid Whirlpool and the Church of St. Ticilio near the Red Cave. Just in case you're wondering what that means. Now, um, Wales is very interesting. They're very into their mythology there. There is a, it's like a, a pond, I think, that's meant to kind of cure a lot of illnesses. Um, they're, they're very into the mythology, much like in Scotland. Um, there's one of the most visited waterfalls in the world is at a place which I've seen said a million times or written a million times. I think it's Betsy Code, Betsy Coed. Um, and just in case you're a Jack Daniels fan, Jack Daniels actually originated from Wales. The guy who started it was called Joseph Daniels. He came from a town I do know how to say, Aberystwyth, which is in Western Wales. And he immigrated to the USA um, and his grandson was the great Jack Daniels. 
So just a little about Swansea, which is the city where Tappy was from. Swansea is about an hour from the capital of Cardiff, if you keep going east away from England um, along the coast. It sits on the south coast of Wales, and it's the second largest city in Wales behind Cardiff. It's not a small city. It has a population of about a quarter of a million people, and it spans about 150 square miles, which is about 380 square kilometres. One of its nicknames early on was Copperopolis, Um, and this was because Swansea was quite an industrial centre for copper smelting. Now, the poet Dylan Thomas, which I who I talked about earlier, he is a local hero in Swansea because he came from Swansea, I guess, as well as Catherine Zeta-Jones. Again, see the movie The Edge of Love, which I have um, for a great movie about Dylan Thomas, and you may just fall in love with his work. He, he referred to Swansea in his writings as, quote, an ugly, lovely town, unquote. Um, so it's quite ugly kind of from the outset, I suppose he meant, because it's quite industrial. But it really is a lovely city in terms of the people and just the pace of life. Now, there is a museum dedicated to Dylan Thomas in Swansea, which is one of its major tourist attractions. Um, Boating here is popular and many people moor their boats in the marina that when we get into Tappy's disappearance, the marina is where Tappy was last spotted on CCTV before he disappeared. Wind Street is pretty much the main party hotspot, the main thoroughfare with all the pubs and clubs where Tappy spent his last night um, in the heart of the city. And If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that before an episode, about a day before, I put up a little hint and I put a picture of the place where the next episode will take place. I put up a picture of a place called The Mumbles, which is a really famous seaside village in this part of Swansea. It's it's so cute. Um, It's full of cafes and pubs and a lot of people just kind of have holiday houses down there and head down there for a little relaxing jaunt on the coast of Wales. And most people who wrote on that post and guessed it, thought that it was Scandinavia. So that's that's kind of how it looks. Now, in World War II, much of Swansea was devastated in blitzes and had to be rebuilt. But today, it actually is one of the most popular places for people to be moving out of the big cities like London and Cardiff and moving to Wales and areas like Swansea. So there you go. So let's get back to Tappy's disappearance. So Tappy was last seen, um, as I said, by Swansea Marina um, around the area of Swansea Yacht Club. And you can look up pictures of these areas, the BBC. What I'm about to take you through, his last movements, the last night and early hours before he completely just vanished off the face of the earth. The BBC was able to track down all the CCTV the last kind of footage of him. So they have the footage of each step kind of he took because the UK is one of the most broadly covered areas in terms of CCTV. Um, Pretty much in London, there's not a square inch of space that is not covered by CCTV out in the roads. So he was officially last seen, I think it's around 7.06am on the 7th of February. So the night before, which was a Wednesday night, he had been out which it's a common thing to go out on a Wednesday night in these big cities. Him and his friends had gone to a big nightclub on that Wind Street that I talked about, which is called Fiction Nightclub. So they spent quite a lot of time there. Now, after that, he was spotted um, at Castle Gardens, which is a central area of Swansea. 
so it's, it's kind of hard to explain. So I'm going to take you through it. So I found this website called themissingpeople.wordpress.com, which actually had the best coverage of pretty much wrapping up the details around Tuppy's disappearance better than any other one, including ITV and the BBC. So if you happen to hear this, thank you so much. And I'm going to quote them because they have pretty much mapped his last movements. And I believe they're actually from Wales. So they've got kind of an investment in this case. So they say at 8.30 on the 7th of February, Tappy left his home and went with his laptop to visit a friend's house. His family reported that it was just a normal day and Tappy seemed his usual self, nothing out of the ordinary. Now, I just want to say, I don't know how this person has this info because I've looked at every major publication like BBC and all that, and none of them have mentioned that he left and went with his laptop, anything like that. So um, they must have hunted pretty well for information, maybe even contacted the Wales police. So well done. Um, So they say, quote, that evening, he and some friends headed to the centre of Swansea to visit the bars and clubs on Wynn Street, where he was was seen at Fiction Nightclub around 3.45 in the small hours of February 8th. He is next seen on CCTV at the McDonald's restaurant on at Castle Square at 4.50am where he's recorded speaking to some friends at the counter. Now, I just want to break from what they've just written. So you can actually look at this footage. So he leaves Fiction Nightclub and then there's footage of him um, kind of walking into the McDonald's, which is the next place he hits. So he's gone from Fiction Nightclub at 3.45 and he's done something between 3.45 and 4.50 when he goes into the McDonald's, which is a 24-hour McDonald's in the centre of Swansea. Now, I've watched this footage because you can watch all of these CCTVs all interspliced together. People say that they don't think he's drunk. Um, like, I'm not sure. I mean, everyone's open. It's open to interpretation. I think that he's hammered um, personally. And because I've been that person standing there in a McDonald's at 4.50am probably 500 times off my head. Um, he's barely able to stand up. He's kind of wandering around in circles. His legs are kind of crossing over each other. He almost, he almost hits into a person who's mopping the floor. Um, just his movements are very erratic. So after leaving McDonald's, he heads towards, I think it's care. You say it care street, C A E R another Welsh word. Now, the next footage of him that they have is him arriving at St. David's Student Accommodation at 5.10am, so about 20 minutes after he was at the McDonald's. I can't find the information that he ever lived here, but this is the university that he went to. So it's near his old uni. I don't know if he lived on campus. Um, A lot of students do, but generally if they're staying in a city away from their own home city. So... It's kind of weird because the footage is kind of edited because it doesn't show, obviously, the lag time. But he kind of walks in the door and then he kind of walks out of again very quickly. He's by himself. He then leaves the student accommodation. So I don't know if he knows someone there or whatever. And then he can't buzz himself in or something. So he just walks away. The next footage that you can see is he's walking past Sainsbury's, which is a supermarket. Um... And that's at about 5.30am and that's on Key Parade, which is, you know what a key is? Um, Q-U-A-I, it's, you know, obviously next to the water. Now, that is 5.30 and then the final recording where he comes into focus again is him at Swansea Yacht Club in Swansea Marina at about 7.06am. So 
something has happened in an hour and a half. I just want to take you back to when he left Fiction Nightclub. It was 3.45am and now it's almost, it's just past seven. It's not light yet because it's winter. Um, he is dressed, um, he's, he's dressed in quite kind of bright stuff. That's why it surprises me that no one saw anything. So he's six foot, he's slim, he's got black hair, dark skin, and he's got this red jacket with Bieber written on it, like Justin Bieber, I don't know. Um, and then he's got kind of a white shirt under it and then like jeans and then like trainers. Um, and it's a very bright red jacket. So he somehow spent almost four hours between leaving the club and just kind of wandering around. He's gone to McDonald's. He's with his friends then, but at that, at some point he kind of leaves them. He's on his own on footage. He's gone to the student accommodation. He doesn't get in. Um, he then leaves. He's walking past a Sainsbury's 20 minutes later. Um, it seems like he's making his way deliberately to the marina, but then there's 90 minutes between the last footage and then the last footage of him at the marina. So him passing Sainsbury's and then him passing the marina. Now there is no explanation as to his whereabouts in that 90 minutes between those two CCTV frames. So I think that has a lot to do with what's happening here. Um, And there's more to it than people seem to think from the outset, I think. Now, his father has said that Tappy last used WhatsApp, which is a messaging app on your, you know, phone. He last used that at about 4.50, which ties into when he left around the time he was at the McDonald's. I don't know if his phone died, but most people assume it did because he wasn't online again after that. And that's made me think as well. Now, He was last seen wearing, as I said, a black baseball cap with a red logo, the red jacket with Bieber written in white on the back, a white hoodie underneath that um, red jacket. He was wearing dark blue jeans, high top shoes, and he's very distinctive looking. So I just don't believe that no one saw anything. Now, when he was out and about at the marina, the last time he was seen between 5.30 and 7 when he was last seen on the footage at the marina, People are up and about, they're walking their dogs. This is a Thursday morning, they're going to work. And if you look at pictures of the marina, there's a huge number of apartments. I lived in a very similar kind of setup. It's almost like an estate. Um, he, These apartments look over the marina. It's just, it's hard to believe that if he drowned, that's what happened and that no one saw that happen. No one saw him lingering around for 90 minutes. I personally think he was meeting someone Um, I don't think he was heading home. I don't think he was totally off his head. I think he had a purpose of going there, um, and, but his phone had died. So he was going there under the assumption that that person would keep their word and meet him there. His father said, quote, it's a busy area. People are always walking their dogs. Somebody out there knows something. Why would they withhold that information? Unquote. And this has shades of Britt Lapthorne's disappearance in Croatia. I covered her on a previous episode. She was an Australian touring around Europe. She was very drunk at a club. She left. She was last found floating in a marina in a bay in Dubrovnik, Croatia, and there's been no answers about what happened to her since, whether she drowned or whatever. Um, I'm just saying that because Tappy hasn't appeared anywhere, but when I go into theories, I'll kind of explain why if he drowned, it might not be possible that he would surface. So the search and the investigation into Tappy's disappearance was huge. Uh, This is not an instance where because he's a black man, he's not getting attention. Um, 
a huge number of people came together for a vigil in the days after he went missing and his parents kind of raised the alarm. More than 1,200 posters had been placed very quickly around Swansea and South Wales. Um, To this day, I think it's around 10,000. After he was missing for six months, um, around the time that he would have been celebrating his 22nd birthday, his dad said, quote, we are struggling as a family. We don't know how this will be resolved. We just want answers, unquote. He also said that Tappy's 10-year-old sister was finding it incredibly traumatic, um, not having her big brother, who she was so fond of, around. And she was really struggling in his absence. His dad said, quote, our family life is broken. So I just want to play a little bit of Tappy's dad um, talking to the news in the early days when he went missing and trying to coordinate search parties. Speaking to anyone who will listen. Somebody, somewhere, especially around that marina area, has got to know some critical information that we need. It's been a two and a half week search for answers that has so far found nothing. But among this close knit group, there is still hope. Time, you know, is the biggest no risk, you know, but uh, I've always had, you know, this positive you know, feeling in me that you know, he is out you know, somewhere. And, uh, you know, whatever happened, I don't know. You know, whatever situation he got into, I don't know, but I think, you know, he's out you know, somewhere. So that was in the early days, and I feel like the time that has passed. Tappy's friends and family really think, as do I, that he's no longer with us and that something tragic happened. So that's that's where we're going to get into theories. So the first obvious theory is that Tappy drowned. We That can't explain why he was at the marina, why he was hanging around there. I want to say that I will put up on his episode page or you can just search it on YouTube, the video where you have all the CCTVs interlaced together and then the final one of him kind of crossing into the marina, walking into the car park part. It's dark still um, at night because it's winter there. So he could have drowned, but this is one of those instances where they bring up pushes and things because there's so many instances of young men drowning after going out drinking. And it brings up these ridiculous, in my belief, theories that there is some sort of network of people who are knocking off young drunk men. Um, and I I just get so angry when I hear that smiley face killer theory, things like that. Not that I'm saying that that's a theory here. There is actually a theory that there is a Swansea pusher, just like the Manchester pusher. It really is just a disrespectful kind of stupid theory because we all know that young men, he was 21 years old, are stupid with alcohol. We all know they make stupid mistakes. We've all seen them in action. (laughs) I've seen them all over the world in action. Young men are the worst on alcohol. They're at an age where their brains are still adjusting to it. They're not fully matured yet. Women mature faster. So that's the case. I think that Tappy was drunk. I There's footage of him outside of Sainsbury's. He almost walks into a pylon. I don't understand why people don't think he's drunk. Um, He's kind of flowing in and out. So the theory is that he's at the marina and he somehow ends up in the water. Either he met someone and they pushed him or he just walked into the water, which I just don't think is the case. I think that Tappy in the videos is walking with a purpose. I think he's either going to meet someone, someone lives near there. He had plans to meet someone early in the morning. I don't want to say it, but maybe he was scoring drugs from someone he knows that lives around that area or hangs around that area. No one has kind of floated that idea. But if he drowned, the reason that he may not have surfaced is because the yacht club area where he was last seen in the vicinity of at Swansea Marina, 
it faces out into the River Tor, T-A-W-E, Tawi, I'm not sure. And this river flows out into basically, I think, the Irish Sea or no, sorry, the Atlantic. So if you fell into the water, a number of people that have fallen in there have been washed out into the ocean. There was one case that I found where a man washed up on a beach in Devon when he had gone missing at Swansea Marina. Now, if you know where Devon is and related to Swansea, he's pretty much looped around the entire bottom part of the United Kingdom. It took him like four months to go around and end up washing up in Devon. Um, But nobody saw him fall. Nobody saw him there at all. No one saw him meeting with anyone, which makes me think that he wasn't in, he wasn't visible to people, which makes me personally think he was meeting someone. This is a busy time at this time of morning. There are apartments that overlook it. People are going back and forth in this area to work. They're walking their dogs. They're out grabbing their coffee. I personally agree with his dad. Someone must have saw something. But if it wasn't flushed out to sea in the way that I said earlier, at some point, you would think that it would float to the surface in the way that Britt Lapthorne was found. This is pretty obvious. It's like that girl from Glee who drowned recently and washed up. They said within four days she would wash up from decomposition, your gases, your body filling with gases and bringing you to the surface, which in a funny way is kind of good that your body does that because it often helps find people. She ended up floating up on day four, but this did not happen, which makes me think that he was either caught on something, but usually the decomposition, like with um, the girl from Glee, I can't think of her name, Naya Rivera. Um, If you're caught on something, usually your body filling up with gas, that's so powerful that it will unhook you from something and they think that she was caught on something but it brought her up I personally don't think that myself that Tappy's in the marina or that he was ever in the marina I just have a very strong feeling I don't know why um I guess the next theory that ties into that is that something else happened to him either he was meeting someone at the marina someone was at the marina doing something dodgy I don't know about seven o'clock in the morning. It's not really prime time for drug dealers, but I don't know. Um, And this area is well covered by CCTV as well. And he is not picked up in that 90 minutes between the two. Now, I think the truth of what happened to Tappy falls in that 90 minutes between him last being seen on footage outside Sainsbury's at 5.30 and just after 7am reappearing on the marina footage. I think that he went to visit someone in that 90 minutes. I don't think he was sleeping on a park bench. I don't think he was sitting, eating a kebab in the street. I think he was meeting someone. And I don't have the information to kind of tell you why, what he was doing. I'm just saying that. And I just don't understand how he wasn't picked up on other CCTV. I honestly think he was on other CCTV, but they never got to the places thinking that he would be on them. So they erased that CCTV. Some people, as I said, believe there is a pusher. I don't want to get into that. It's really stupid um, and it takes away the evidence of what young men are like on alcohol. So where it stands at the moment, there is a Just Giving account, which is kind of like a GoFundMe. It has been raising money um, in the search for Tappy. I believe it's his father's friends. To this day, they've raised just over a thousand pounds, which isn't a whole lot, Um Remember when Madeleine McCann's parents said that the tens of millions of dollars spent on her wasn't enough? Yeah, that's why I'm not covering her. Um, So I will link the Just Giving account on his website page. I will link all the videos and the CCTV that I've talked about. If you want to follow this on Instagram or anywhere with a hashtag, the hashtag is 
hashtag find Tappy. And if you have information on the disappearance of Tappy, um, you can contact the Wales South Wales Police um, or the Swansea Police, or I will put these details on his episode page, or you can contact. Um, they're a really good organisation. I'm just creating their information. Um, they're called missingpeople.org.uk and you can anonymously leave a tip or send through information on people who are missing. I get a lot of my British people that I cover off this website. Um, they have people who have gone missing in the UK and British people who have gone missing abroad as well. And at some point, I'd really like to speak to the organisers of that. So yeah, that is Tappy's story. And I'm sorry, there's not more to it, but if you guys who are interested in these cases where CCTV is involved and you see something that I don't see, um, have a look at it. I'll put it on the episode page, which will be at unknownpassagepodcast.com. Follow the Instagram at unknownpassagepod on Instagram. Become a patron. That links off the website, but also you can just search it on the Patreon app or on the desktop you know, website. Um, and leave a rating or review if you like the show. And lastly, if you're Tappy's parents or his friends or anyone, and you'd like to come on and talk about it and raise a bit more awareness because there hasn't been any coverage of Tappy for this entire year because nothing ha- nothing matters except COVID, clearly, um, get in touch. I would love to speak to you um, and give you the time, as much time as you want to talk. So until next time, I... It won't be a Patreon request because currently all my Patreon requests coming up are in Europe and Wales is technically Europe, so I don't do the same continent twice. So it will be one of my my choices and there's quite a few that I'd like to do and I have planned. So yeah, have a good weekend. It's Friday. Um, live life vicariously. I'm living life vicariously through you, so live life for me. And um, I'll talk to you on Instagram and email and, yeah, look after yourselves. Bye.